Hey love, good morning, welcome, welcome. If you are new here, so grateful that you're here. If you're coming back, if you're an existing listener, thank you for being here, I appreciate you. My name is Devani. If we haven't been able to connect over on Instagram or in my Facebook community yet, so glad that you're here. I'm so sorry, this raspy voice is not normal. This is allergies and morning voice, but I'm so glad that you're here. I wanted to let you know what this show is about, and then we are going to dig into this interview, which I'm so excited for. So if you're new to the show, this is the Free and Well podcast, and really my intention with this show is that this is a space for ambitious women who have huge hearts, right? So the women who are always giving and loving on and serving other people and who tend to easily forget to take care of themselves or haven't learned to tune into themselves and really identify what it is that you're needing, what God is calling you to, to set more boundaries, to let go of people pleasing and perfectionism. And this is all coming from a space of this is something that I experienced in my life. And I share a little bit about this in today's episode, actually, that I went through a really difficult season in grad school and then near after getting out of grad school and starting to work full-time where I got really burnt out. I felt like my schedule was full all of the time. I felt like I was holding myself to these unrealistic, unattainable expectations. I had a really loud inner critic. I was really struggling with anxiety. And from that... I turned inward, I turned to my faith and went through this incredible season of a lot of growth. And so my hope with creating the Free and Well community and then especially with creating this podcast is that this is a space for you to really come and learn emotional wellness tools that feel really simple, really practical, and approachable, right? It doesn't need to be super, super complicated. I want to share with you these amazing tools that have really helped me in my emotional wellness and also just in my work as a therapist um, that I use. And so this is a space for you to learn really incredible emotional wellness tools. And then also a space for you to learn how to start being you, how to start being authentically and freely you in your life. So emotional wellness and helping you show up as authentically as you can, right? Because you are created on purpose, for purpose, exactly as you are. And so that is what this show is for. And I hope that you find it encouraging. I hope that it speaks to you. And if it does, if you're someone who's already listened to a couple episodes and you receive from the show, if you could head down and leave a rating and or a review, I wasn't planning on asking for that, but I just, it really, really warms my heart to see how it's speaking to people. So whether that is leaving a rating and review on the podcast, that would be my preferred, um, would just be incredible for me to see. And then also for other women who are debating listening to the show, that's right. I always check out the ratings and reviews. So if you could do that, um, but I hope this show speaks to you. In today's episode, I am talking with Nikki Ferguson, and Nikki is someone who I connected with on Instagram a while ago. I feel like we've been connected probably for a few years, and she is a believer. She was a teacher, and now she is a full-time money coach, and so she talks a lot on her Instagram and on her Wildly Worthy podcast about 
about money and about self-worth and all of these incredible topics that I think are so, so needed in our world and really align with the things that I share as well. And so the episode that I'm sharing today is actually an interview. She interviewed me on her podcast. And so I wanted to share that with you as well. So I hope that you receive from this. I hope that you enjoy and let's get to it. for coming on today. Will you share a little bit about what you do and how you help people? Yes, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Um, My name is Devani and I am a therapist. I'm a life coach, specifically helping women be authentically themselves and create a really cup filling intentional Mm -hmm. life that they love. I love that. Okay. So tell me what brought you into this work. Like what inspired you to start being like, okay, the world needs more of this and I want to share it. Yeah. Great question. So I went to grad school and, oh my gosh, I can't even believe how long ago that was Ah, (laughs) a handful of years ago. We don't have to name dates. It's fine. Yes. Not going to give you the exact year. Um, but went to grad school and like just one of the busiest seasons of my life because you have to intern, you're in school full time. I was also working for part of that and it was so, so busy. And then after that, I got a a full-time job, uh, working in, you know, the mental health field at a nonprofit and ended up finding myself so burnt out. Like, I feel like I, it was a really, really difficult season personally, um, within myself with work. And I just found myself so exhausted, so drained and just felt like I didn't know what I, you know, what I wanted, who I was, what I needed, like what I was actually craving. Um, and so that's why I use the term cup filling. Cause I feel like that's so important to genuinely fill our cups. And so, I love that. yeah. So yeah, that was a super difficult season of my life. And I did a lot of self-reflection, did a lot of diving into my faith and came out of that and really just seeing the need for women, especially women who are really empathetic. And I know that Mm -hmm. we've talked about being highly sensitive women who have these hearts to give. I think so often we either don't learn like we don't learn how to identify what it is that we want or mm. what we are needing or how to create a lifestyle that feels really beneficial and aligned with who we are, what we believe in. And so that was the season where I was kind of navigating through a lot of that for the first time as an adult, which is wild to me that it was something that I didn't do a lot before. And then coming out of that, I just, yeah, realized how much of a need there is to, to really figure out how do we slow down? How do we figure out what is really important to me? Mm -hmm. Um, how do I set boundaries? How do Mm -hmm. I take care of myself? How do I write all these things, especially, especially as helpers and as women who are always giving to everyone else? I think that's like a special place in my heart because that's the field that I work in. I work with women who, you know, experience that as well, just like me. And so that's a little bit about kind of what led me, what led me into this work. Yeah. I I love that you say, you know, helping people find what's really important to them. Cause I think, especially as women, we look to the outside world as little girls, you're told to, you know, make 
make nice and like yeah do as you're told that kind of thing and really being able to dive into okay who am I what do I have to give to the world and um yeah you talk a lot about self-compassion and self-acceptance yeah which is different than self-love right so can you share like how what what's the difference there you know why self-compassion or acceptance and yeah yeah great question I think for me I feel like so many people talk about self-love which is super super important but Mm -hmm. I think in my mind how I've conceptualized it is that we start with, and I'm kind of working on, I'm working on this framework in the, in the back of the work that I'm doing kind of on my (laughs) own time. But in my mind, we start with growing our self-awareness. And as we're doing that, we have to have self-compassion to then move us towards this place of Mm self-acceptance. And I really feel, and I've been doing a lot of research on this, just the importance of being kind to ourselves and embracing who we are. And from that space is where I really feel that we can come to have more self-respect, to really Mm. love and appreciate ourselves, to show up confidently. But it's interesting because there's actually a lot of research out there that talks about how self-compassion is actually more impactful for reaching whatever, you know, goals or success, things like that compared to like feeling really confident or having super high Mm self-esteem that really raising that ability to be kind to yourself and to handle difficult moments and failure with compassion is really what, what can allow us to take steps forward, to continue being resilient, to keep getting back up. Um, and that's something that I'm so passionate about. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. Just the power of being kind to ourselves and then really embracing who we are. And I think in my heart, that's the work that I want to support women in doing, because I think from that place, then we can show up more confidently in all these things. But I really feel like the root of it, the heart of it is like embracing who we are with compassion and from that place, showing up as, as that version of ourselves. Mm, okay. I love this. this is, there's so much here. But <laughs> I think, you know, for so long, personally, I made myself wrong. Not that I made myself wrong, but I thought I'm wrong. This is wrong. I'm doing this wrong. I'm never going to get this right. I'm not enough. And like, it's so cool that you're saying okay, self-compassion is more impactful than going out and being like, all right, I'm the best. Look at me, you know, super, super confident. It's just, mm, there's almost a like peace in that. And yeah. and it's, it's wild how, cause I a hundred percent agree with you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think even growing up, I was very high achieving. I still am very high achieving, very ambitious. Same same here. (laughs) Yes. But what happens, and I'm sure that our listeners can agree with this, is there is always someone else Mm. is smarter, who is in better shape, who is making a better reel, who is, there is always, always someone else. And so I think 
exactly how you just wrapped it up so beautifully is like, there's this freedom and just this expansive space that's really like grounding and kind of takes that weight off of us when we can say it's actually enough for Mm -hmm. me to just be who I am and to be the best me and to be kind to myself. Mm -hmm. And then we're focusing more. And you and I were talking about this earlier, Mm -hmm. focusing more on, I can just be the best me. I can be kind to myself And that's perfectly enough. And I don't even need to know what all these other people are doing because my worth and my ability to pursue the calling that God has placed on my heart just depends on me being the best me, on me being kind to myself and healing and growing and embracing who I am and who I was created to be versus, yeah, like I need to feel so confident and, you know, it's a different energy. Definitely. Mm. Okay. I love that we're talking about this because I'm just realizing I have recently been sharing about, you know, listening to yourself, getting quiet and not paying so much attention to like the noise in the world. So that could be somebody's reel on Instagram or a TV show or the news or, you know, even just like the opinions of other people. Yeah. Right. Oh my goodness. Okay. We're coming for full circle. You're talking and I'm like, okay, we're so in line here. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's so necessary because there is so much noise everywhere. Mm. Right. And so, yeah, it is so, so important for us to really, and that's another, I'm obsessed with this idea of intentional, right? Like just being intentional, intentional living, intentionally creating this life that works for us. And it takes effort. Like it does not come naturally because if we do what everyone else is doing, we're going to be on our phones all the time, Mm -hmm. consuming all the time. It's just, we live in a fast paced culture. Yeah. Yeah. And I think being on the phone all the time gives us this comparisonitis and yeah. you know sometimes can make our our mental like our um what am I trying to say like our opinion of ourselves is going to go down mm-hmm. I know that's not the right way to say that but I can't think of the right words right yeah. now um yeah so what are what are some suggestions you would give for like people to get quiet and you yeah. know start hearing um, themselves and like God's will for them and yeah, direction. I know we were talking about this earlier, but I want to put some of it on the podcast. Yeah. So good. I would say start small and start simple Mm -hmm. and just start to create. So whatever quiet time looks like for you, maybe you don't have that at all. Maybe you just have a little and you want more, but really starting just by adding in like one time block per day where you can just kind of be still, be quiet. Maybe you use a meditation app. I really like Insight Timer or I'm going to totally say it wrong. Aura? Aura? I don't know. It's A-U-R-A. It's a really cool meditation okay. app as well. Mm-hmm. And like that time for me in the morning is so important. Just that quiet time. That would be one thing I would suggest. And then another thing would be, 
and I've been trying to do this more and I think it's just so powerful is take breaks from your phone. Like mm-hmm. just <laughs> so leave it in the, yeah. leave it in the other room, mm. you know, take time. And I feel like so many people talk about this, so I won't go into it too much, but take the apps off your phone, you know, but even just spending time away from screens is so powerful. So I take my dogs out a couple times a day and I will be leaving my phone inside and we'll just be there with them Mm -hmm. looking around, you know, enjoying like getting into my senses. That's another one that I would recommend is, um, if that feels safe for you to do some people, it doesn't, but if that feels safe for you to do, like when you're washing the dishes, when you're pouring your cup of coffee in the morning, when you're sitting outside or taking your dogs for a walk, like mm-hmm. noticing what you're seeing, noticing what you're smelling, noticing what you're feeling on your skin, like just doing those small things to bring you into the moment mm-hmm. will help us from just hurrying along throughout the day. And really is like, there's just so many different benefits, like mentally, physically, to, to doing these things, these tiny little practices that can really be integrated into your day. Yeah. I love that. I love that you don't take your phone when you go take your dogs out <laughs> because you could take it out and you could, yeah. you know, make a video of your kid, your, your yeah. kids, your dogs running yeah. around or, yeah. you know, um, on the walk because, oh my goodness. Yes. Cause I go for walks. I don't have dogs, but when I go for a walk, I take my phone partly because of safety, yes. but it is good to leave it like in my, um, armband. Yes. So I'm not looking at it. I'm actually looking at the tree, yes. listening to the leaves wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. Yes. I don't know what the word is. Yeah. What is it? I don't know. Either, Either one. I love that. Yeah. And that's, you know, something that people can do too, is taking a mindful walk and yeah, keeping your phone. If we need that for safety, right. That's so, so valid. Do what you need to do to feel safe. And then like figure out how can you do that, um, in a way that feels intentional. So like for you leaving it on your armband, maybe putting it on, do not disturb, and then setting the intention that this walk is going to be a mindful walk for me. Mm. And like you said, noticing the sounds and the sights and the smells, like there's just so many benefits to us doing that. And I would challenge people to set the intention to take five minutes a day to just practice mindfulness, noticing what's going on around them, or every time you do the dishes, or every time you pour your cup of coffee and put your creamer in, like mm-hmm. set that intention. And after a week, like see, see how that feels for you. I love that. Yeah. Cause I've caught myself, I'm trying to do better. Like actually this week that I'll like carry my phone with me to go get my coffee or, um, not go out, but like literally walk to my coffee pot and take my phone because I'm playing a a video or like uh, music or whatever. And as much as I love music, sometimes I need to turn it off. Yeah. Also. Yeah. I've been, I've been trying to balance that as well of like, I love learning so much. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always wanting to listen to podcasts, podcasts. <laughs> yes. listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. um, and audiobooks and music, but yeah, like finding that balance of like listening and inspiring, right. Like finding that inspiration and learning and things, but also like creating that quiet space so that we can really hear ourselves, hear God, like just 
creating that quiet space. Mm, I love this so much. (laughs) Exactly what we needed today. I know, I know. And, you know, we were talking about this before. I'm going to pause right Okay, so we were talking earlier about being more authentically yourself and, um, you know, showing up with integrity. So what, how can we make sure that we are being ourselves and we're not, you know, just regurgitating what we've heard or, yeah, just really being true to ourselves? What would you suggest? Such a good question. So I think when I think about like being authentically ourselves, there are a couple different things that come up. I think one of the things is that it's trial and error, right? Mm. It's like, I think life is this process of becoming and unbecoming and adopting the new and shedding the things that really aren't us, right? Mm. The things that we learned throughout our lives along the way that aren't us. And it's almost like I picture kind of peeling an onion um, and you're getting to the core, right. Of like who you actually are. We're shedding what isn't us. And so I think what that looks like is this process of in every day, every situation, we get a new chance to ask ourselves, like what would feel really true to me in this moment? Like, what do I feel what, what would feel most aligned, most authentic for me um, and really true to who I am and what, how can I respond in that way? And so just want to acknowledge that it's not like a, some people have it, some people don't, mm-hmm. or, you know, that you magically wake up with it one day. I really do feel like it's a lifetime process and we change and evolve so much as we grow. And so I think it's so incredible that we get this opportunity every day to ask ourselves in every situation, you know, what would feel most authentic to me? And then along with that, I think another huge part of being authentic is knowing what we believe in. Mm. And so, so much of the work that I've been digging into lately and that I've been sharing so much about, you know, with my community is this idea of values-based living. And I've gotten really obsessed with this model of therapy that really you can use for therapy coaching. Like I'm using it with myself, but just it's called acceptance and commitment therapy. And it's based in this idea of identifying our values and our values are what we believe in, what we stand for, what we want to experience and what we want to share in the world. And from that space of knowing what we truly care about, not what we should care about, Mm -hmm. not what we used to care about, not what everyone else wants us to care about, not what our culture cares about, Mm -hmm. but what you genuinely as a human on this earth, exactly where you are in the season Mm -hmm. that you're in in life, what you genuinely care about, want to create in your life, want to experience, want to share. And then from that space of really knowing, then taking action in your life and creating habits, right? Mm -hmm. Showing up, doing things that really align with those values. And I feel like that really has 
like, as I've learned about this, it's really changed my perspective on so many things Mm -hmm. and has been huge for me and in what I share. And I think that's such a huge part of being authentically yourself is that we're growing that self-awareness, like I mentioned Mm -hmm. before, of what you really, really care about and want to create and experience and share in your life Mm -hmm. and then taking the action to make that happen. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, what I was thinking when you were saying that is like, we've been called to the things that we find most value in. We don't need another person who does the same thing as this person. Like, how boring would it be if we were all the same, right? But I think, yeah, that we've each individually, you know, had a calling or had a pull to what we are pulled to for a reason yeah for a purpose right I love this so much and when you were talking I'm like I do value-based spending (laughs) yes you do right you do very like intuitive Mm -hmm. intuitive living intentional values-based right like what genuinely feels helpful and healthy for you what's important to me, you know? Yeah. It's like, okay, everybody else has an Apple watch, but I don't want an Apple watch. So I'm not going to buy an Apple watch. Right. It's like, and I think there's a little bit of like, you have to be able to um, like really be confident in like, this is what I believe. And I don't care what other people think about me. Yeah. Um, or what they say, like, who's going to make fun of you for that? If they do, they're, <laughs> they're losers. Right. right? Yeah. And again, that could go back into the self-compassion and mm-hmm. the self-acceptance, right? Because mm-hmm. as you're diving in and figuring out what you actually care about, like you might need to be super compassionate with yourself because maybe you don't care about these things that a lot of people around you care about, or you're going to create this life that may look very different Mm-hmm. to what other people around you are doing. And so that self-compassion and really embracing you and what you're called to like gives you that that freedom and that grounding and that support. Absolutely. Yeah. Self-compassion reminds me of like as highly sensitive people, you know, we can be more sensitive to things than others are. And that used to really bother me um well one because people would call it out like you're too sensitive quit being a baby and learning I think learning to accept that part of me and also see how it's good like I can also feel other things more deeply and see other things more intensely yeah I think another beautiful thing as you're saying that is thinking about, I think so much of our culture talks about like getting good and being good at so many different things Mm. and not necessarily right. Like in the business world, they talk about niching down and be specific and get specialized, but I'm talking about in general, Mm -hmm. it feels like we're expected to be good at all the things. And so I love what you're saying about like knowing what your strengths are 
or what makes you different and like mm-hmm. really figuring out like how can I hone in on these amazing qualities that I have that not everyone has yeah. and really hone in and solidify and strengthen those things versus like, oh no, I need to be different. I need to be more tough. I need to be less sensitive or I need to get better at this. And it's like, no, like that's an incredible power. And like, especially with women who help everyone else and who give all the time. And it's like, those are incredible, incredible qualities to have that we need in the world. But how can we also learn to work with that and take care of ourselves along the way and set appropriate boundaries and yeah, like be cognizant of our sensitivities. And a lot of us are empathic and things like that. Yeah. I'd love to hear you share a little bit more about like boundaries and how someone who is, you know, a giver and a helper and wants to do everything for everyone else. Yeah. How can they do that in a way that feels good to them? And, um, yeah. 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 That is a loaded, complex question. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm still learning how, and something that I hear a lot is like, um, that people try to set, especially these women, right. Try Mm. to set boundaries and feel really guilty Mm -hmm. or feel really bad. Like maybe they set the boundary, but then they feel terrible about it. Mm -hmm. And so I would first say, start again, like what I said before, always, this is like my mantra, like start small, start Mm -hmm. simple. Right. So especially with boundaries, I would say, think about a really small boundary that maybe you could start with right? Just journal that out. Like what are maybe a couple boundaries that you've thought about setting and which one feels like attainable, which one feels kind of the easiest that you could approach. Mm -hmm. And then I would start with a person who feels super safe for you. So a person who's going to receive it well Mm -hmm. and is going to be a positive experience, right? Because as we're thinking about learning and practicing a new skill and building this new muscle, cause it's just like building a muscle is we're going to start small and we're going to do it in a way that feels helpful. Cause we don't want to go out and start with the biggest, baddest boundary that you've been wanting <laughs> to make for years and then it goes terribly and we want to start small. So mm-hmm. think about someone who feels really safe, mm-hmm. a healthy boundary that you could set with them. Um, or like I said, if you're journaling out some boundaries that you've been wanting to set and the, the amazing thing about boundaries is that there's so many different types. And so this could be as simple as maybe you never want to tell your partner that you want to eat at a different restaurant. Maybe, mm. right? Like it could be okay. so, so simple because you, you don't actually, want to eat them. there tonight. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it could be so small and mm. so simple. And that's okay. So I would say start really small. So maybe just even in the next day, notice and kind of just be aware of maybe when you're quieting yourself or when you're not wanting to speak a truth that mm-hmm. feels important to you. When you're kind of right, that inner, that inner voice that's like, no, 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 don't say that. Don't say that. Yeah. Kind of start to notice that. And again, that's why so much of this comes back to self-awareness is like Mm. practicing this mindfulness, being willing to hear the inner dialogue that's happening and being willing to hear that voice that's telling us like, no, don't say that. Don't upset them. (laughs) It's not okay. Right. So that would actually be the first step probably is Mm -hmm. like 
starting to notice the voice, Mm -hmm. starting to hear it. And then just start with something really small that feels safe. And then you can slowly start to build up and build that comfort. Mm -hmm. And if I could say one last thing about it would be create some affirmations for yourself that you're going to need to hear in those moments when you feel like you're rubbing someone the wrong way, when you feel like maybe you've upset someone. Mm -hmm. Right. And so many, I think so often we take it so much more personally than the other person does, honestly, especially mm-hmm. if you're an empath, highly sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. I just, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so where was I going with that? Oh, affirmations. Yeah. Thank you. So create some affirmations that maybe you need to hear and think mm-hmm. about like, what do I need to remember in mm-hmm. that moment when I'm practicing this, what would be helpful for me? Um, and that could be self-compassion affirmations of like, you know, this is really hard. This is yeah. a really hard thing that yeah. I'm doing and mm-hmm. that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do it anyways, because it matters or reminding yourself of what your values are. Maybe one of your values is courage or authenticity or whatever that looks like and reminding yourself, I really value and want to live out being authentic. And part of that means that I'm going to set these boundaries and it's going to be okay. Right. So creating those affirmations for yourself as well. Oh my goodness. I love so much about that. And I love how you said someone safe Mm, because some people may not take boundaries or they may really be surprised that you're setting them, right. If you've never done it in the past. Um, so yeah, awesome. Boundaries are so important. That's one of the things that I feel like has given me so much freedom in my life because I used to just say yes to everybody and everything. Yes. And I was not happy, you know? Go ahead. No, that's all, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I think, honestly, I think if we zoomed out and looked at the world that we live in and how much tension, stress, Mm -hmm. right? Like all of these negative feelings that I think off, like- are just very common in our world now that people feel on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Like if we could all just start being a little more compassionate to ourselves, Mm -hmm. being a little more mindful of what we're feeling, what we're needing and kind of just taking those small steps. I mean, I feel like that would radically change the world that we live in because so many people, we don't take the time to ask ourselves, how am I today? What do I need today? What's a boundary that I need to set? You know, we don't ask ourselves. And then, like you said, and I've been there, it's like, we're just saying yes to all the things, then we're doing all the things and then we're resentful and we're secretly angry and, and then we're angry at the person then we're angry at ourselves. And then we have all this cortisol running through our body (laughs) and then it's unhealthy for our body. And it's just like this vicious cycle. So I feel like a lot of the things that we talked about are just like beautiful. Just take one little nugget mm-hmm. and just start practicing that. And it's one day at a time. Oh my goodness. It's always so soothing to talk to you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> I'm you. so glad you came on. Is there anything else that you want people to know before we share where to find you? I would just say just if there's one thing that you could take to just acknowledge how 
amazing you are and the work that you're doing and right. Like whoever is listening to this, whoever is needing, I hope they got so much from this episode and just being willing to take a second to appreciate and acknowledge themselves. Cause so often we don't do that just Mm -hmm. to take a breath and just celebrate like how far you've come and what you're doing in the world. And just to kind of soak that in, just to soak that in for a minute. Mm, I love it. Soak it in. Yeah. Cause we move so quickly, don't we? To the next thing. That is so cool. Okay. Tell everybody where they can find you if they want to keep up with you um, or find some more of your things. Yes, absolutely. So I host the free and well podcast. So you can find that on anywhere where you listen to podcasts, free and well podcast is where I'm hanging out mostly these days. And I also have a free Facebook community. So maybe I can, I'll send those links over to you and then you can put those links below. So yeah, that's where I'm hanging out mostly these days, my podcast and my Facebook community. Yes. So fun. And I was on our podcast last year. It was around Christmas time, right? <laughs> yeah, that's wild that it was that long ago. I know. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I so enjoyed this. Thank you so much, Nikki.